Yes, yes, yes. You have tuned in to Renewed My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook Hall. Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith versus Fear, Breaking Family Ties, which can be found and available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. This podcast is designed with you in mind to remind you that you can always click that reset button and start all over again. It's never too late to be great. So now I want you to sit back. I want you to relax. I want you to clear your mind, take in that deep breath, prepare yourself for change as we listen in on Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. Let's go. Welcome to Renewing My Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. Let me say that again. Renewed My Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. Listen, I'm in a great mood today and I'm in a great mood not because everything is just rosy and daisy and sunshine over here, but I'm in a great mood because I was awakened this morning. I was able to take a deep breath. I was able to crawl myself out of my bed. I was able to feed myself this morning. So I'm grateful for something just that we would take for granted on a daily basis. But I'm just grateful that I was able to do these things without, um, you know, uh, my family having to make plans uh, for, uh, you know, the fact that I didn't arise this morning, right? Um, ability of my limbs, ability to take in that breath, ability to uh, have a sound mind this morning. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that today. So today I am excited today. I am here with you and that makes me even more excited. That makes me feel even more better because each time, I'm not just saying this, believe me, I really feel this each time that I'm able to connect with you guys to share some tips and some tools with you. It's always a good day. It is always fun for me. It is always um, refreshing for me. It rejuvenates me. It gives me an opportunity to share a message. So I'm very, very, very grateful for your time on today and for you taking time out of your busy schedules. Because, I mean, who's not busy these days, right? of your busy schedules to say, let me just take some time to unwind and get something that I feel will help me today. And so I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to Renew My Revolution podcast. Now listen, today, today, it's been a minute, it's been a minute, you check my my podcast episodes, you will see it's been quite a, a little while since we have been able to record. A, a podcast, a new podcast. But I thought about you guys today. I had a, a great opening at the last minute to be able to do this. And I'm so happy that, you know, I I am here and I am able to do this because I definitely have a word and a message for you all today. One of the reasons that I have not been able to uh, do more, you know, consistent podcast episodes is because I am finishing you guys have been with me from the very beginning, but I am now finishing this. It's my last, uh, maybe two days of being in the master's program at Loyola University Chicago, where I am receiving my master's. That's my fake clap. My master's of pastoral studies. It has been an adventure. You guys, it's been an adventure. It has been um, a great opportunity. I'm very glad with the choice that I made. I do not regret it for one minute. It was a lot of work. One of one of my greatest challenges, to be honest with you, from the very beginning was the fact that I had not been in school for over 20 years. So to, you know, go to school after you have raised your children Right, and you have not been in school for over 20 years. I'm kind of letting you know right there how old I am. 
have not been in college in 20 years. So do the math and, and you'll realize, you know, it was a very challenging and to be honest, it was kind of frightening experience, you know, because you're challenging yourself. And whenever we're challenging ourselves, it's scary. Can we say that? Can we be transparent for a second? Is that okay? It is scary whenever you challenge yourself. But I really tried to live by this this um, this perspective, this this stance in life to challenge myself. I don't want to get bored with me. I don't want to limit myself. You know, I don't want to become complacent. Not contented, but complacent. I want to keep growing and growing. And how do you do that? It's by taking on something different. If I do the same thing all the time, there's no challenge in that. Unless something comes in that day to shake it up, right? But overall, we're very consistent. But sometimes we need to just challenge ourselves. And for me, it's been a lifelong dream and goal of mine to complete my master's. Um, in uh, any, any form of uh, theology. And so this was like right, perfect opportunity to do it, and I am done. I'm not done yet, though. I will be continuing my education um, in a short period of time to get my doctorate in theology. So I've already been given this opportunity to do that as well, and I'll let you know when that comes about. And so you guys can go on that venture with me as well. But it's been great. And I'm so happy that that part of my journey is done, okay? So now I could spend some more time with you, share some stuff with you today. So what we're going to talk about today, and it's so simple, <clears throat> but I think it is uh, prevalent, prevalent to what we're seeing today. You know, I try to look at the topics, the the, you know, the highlights of this era, this moment, this moment in time. So right now, I've been seeing a lot of things on social media and on our news. I'm here in the great state of Illinois, for those who don't know. And so in our city of Chicago, there was like this big news media breakout about about three to 400 young teen teenagers who kind of... Uh, took over, um, you know, our downtown area, caused, you know, damage and fear into people, and, you know, broke the law, you know, damaged some property, okay, and this was like one of the <clears throat> warmest days that we've had so far, and then I turned on social media, and I'm looking at, um, for some reason, this particular story about a young person in a classroom setting who had a physical altercation with a substitute teacher. And it's, of course, we're in the day and the age of videos, right? On your phone, so everybody can video everything. So we get to see that footage, too, of, you know, the the attack. And from my understanding, not getting too much into it, it was about uh, the substitute teacher taking away the young person's cell phone. And the young person getting into that um, substitute teacher's face and becoming hostile. And it became a physical altercation because of the young person putting their hands on the substitute teacher. Okay, so these are the things that I'm looking at right now. These are the things that we're going to talk about right now. So are we going to talk about young people and, and that's it? Absolutely not. What we're going to talk about is accountability. We're going to talk about accountability because for some reason, for some reason in our society and in today, accountability is a word you just don't hear, better yet see anymore. You just don't see anymore. Now, coming from a perspective of a parent myself, right? I've raised three children. My oldest now is 26, no, excuse me, 25. I hope you don't hear this. <laughs> 25, it's hard for me to keep up these days. And my youngest just made, my, my middle child, excuse me, just made 21. My youngest is 17. So my kids are not babies anymore. They're not. Even teenagers except this one that's 17, but she'll be 18 this year. So I've put in a little work. I've, I've had some experience with kids. Not only them, I've 
interact with their friends and in ministry i've worked with kids before um so i have a little you know experience with young people and um one thing that i i i see and especially now and i've seen it happen over the last 15 20 years to be honest but 15 years I've seen something happen in our society. What I've seen is the lack of accountability. Who are we talking about? So if I was taking the case of the young people that bombarded downtown, if I was to take that case, or the case of the young um, person who had an altercation with the substitute teacher, my uh, my the word accountability would not be thrown to any of those young people involved okay it would not be <clears throat> now eventually would have come down the line for me saying yes uh, absolutely the child has to also have accountability for their actions absolutely don't get me wrong but the first the first group of individuals or person that I'm going to regarding accountability is the person who is responsible, hear me, the person that is responsible for that minor. I don't understand what has happened. I'm going to go on a little rant before I teach today. But I don't know what happened in our society. Well, we would blame the police we're gonna blame the minister the pastor the church we're gonna blame the community we're gonna blame the teachers we're gonna blame the schools we're gonna blame the administrators we're gonna blame everybody before we address the parents i don't know what's happened i don't know what's happened for some reason our society has gotten to a place where we feel that our children are to be raised by our churches, our children are to be raised by our schools, by their teachers, by everybody except the parent. The parent, the one who made an executive decision, okay, to bring life into this world, therefore having the responsibility to monitor, to oversee the welfare of that individual. Y'all hear the passion? Did you hear my passion? Because I've seen this like for the past 15 years or more, for sure. I've seen this happen before my very eyes where you will hear people get on the news outlet get on social media, get on pulpits and everything else, but they will complain about what everybody is not doing for this child. And I am so baffled. Maybe you all can send me some comments or some quite, you know, some answers, but I'm so confused as to when the parent or that person who is responsible the person who is the have parental control over this minor, when did they stop becoming responsible? Now, once again, I'm talking from a place of I am a parent, okay? I am a parent. So I'm not talking from a place of I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking from a parent perspective. My children... Right now, in my household, I have two. One is married and gone. And the the one that is 21 cannot walk out my door without telling me where he's going. Uh, uh, is that crazy? Is that shocking? Uh, my 17-year-old could not tell me where she's going without... She can't leave my house without telling me where she's going. Okay? And every now and then, this is a fact. Every now and then... While they are out, I am texting, checking in. If they're gone for eight hours out of the day, 
between and they're not at work. My oldest son, you know, the oldest one, he works, of course. But if they're not working and they're just out for that day, I am checking in. How are is everything okay? You know, how is your day? You know, what where are you? You know, what's going on? You know, it's it's it, I'm still in mother mode. I'm in mother mode because they're here dwelling in the house with me. And I'm in mother mode. And I'm still responsible because they're living with me. When they were all young and they were all living under my roof, it was the same thing. My oldest was here. It was the same thing. You know, he could be out. I don't care if it's a date. If you're gone too long, I look at the clock. I'm wondering, where are you? What are you doing? How can I sleep peacefully? Come on, somebody. Now, y'all can say whatever you want to say, but today I'm going to do this. I'm going to say it. How can you sleep peacefully as a parent when your 14 or 15-year-old is not home and you look at your clock and it's 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning? Come on, somebody. It's midnight and your 13-year-old, 12-year-old is not home. You haven't heard from them all day. You don't know what they're doing. How can you be comfortable? I'm at work. I still somebody said, "Well, they're working, they're busy." Okay, at work, I'm still checking on my children. When my kids were home, they were able to take care of themselves. I'm at work. I'm checking in. Did you get home? Where are you? I'm I'm maintaining my home from wherever I am, wherever I am. If I'm on the road. If I am in a different uh, state, which I have had to leave my oldest son before, I'm making sure everything is fine. He's checking in with me. I'm checking in with him. That's what we do. And that's what you're supposed to do as a parent. Check in on your child. I can't keep up with them. I don't know where they are. You know, and, and it just... It baffles me. It baffles me. It baffles me that it is okay. It is okay for our society to accept parents. Parents. We know everybody's not perfect parents. There are no perfect parents in the world. And we know that some parents literally are not parenting. We get that. We know that. I know that. I have seen that, especially in the work that I've done. Absolutely. But once again, there is accountability. There's accountability. It should not be okay. Here's, here's what I'm saying. It should not be okay for us to quickly accept as a society, to quickly accept a parent, mother or father, or whoever is responsible for, you know, that child, whoever it is responsible it is not it should not be okay for us to just accept that well they can't handle them so you know it is what it is you know and let it let it be no no it's not let it be it's not okay it's not okay you know I've, I've heard this multiple times especially from this this new generation I've heard this up several times we didn't ask to be here Nobody asked you to give birth to us. Nobody asked you to bring us here. Nobody asked you to, you know, bring me into this world. I've heard that multiple times from this generation. Now, my generation, we dare not, you know, say something like that to parents or adults, you know, saying, I didn't ask to be here. You know, you could have made a choice and you chose to have me. We, we didn't say that, right? Because... You know, for so many reasons, you just didn't say that, right? But now, they're saying that, right? And to be honest, it's true. They didn't make a choice to be here. Two people got together, decided to uh, do what what would bring forth life. And so now they're here. And now there's a responsibility for them being here. You don't get to unless you just decide, I cannot, and then you give them over. You know, for adoption, and then that's a math that people do, which is fine. 
But even those people who adopted those children, they're responsible. Somebody's responsible is what I'm saying. And and what we and what we we should not be doing, and what really disturbs me that we keep doing is blaming everybody under the sun except those those individuals who decided that this is what I want. This is my child. This is my, you know, seed. This is this is this is a reproduction of me. This is what I did. And for some reason, we just don't want to make those people, that individual, you know, responsible. And I don't get it. I'm responsible whenever my uh, teachers, the, the teachers wanted to call about, you know, my child or send a message about my child. They didn't go through any pastor, any minister, any community service. They didn't go to my mother, which is their grandmother. They didn't go to anybody else, but they came to me. Because guess what? My name is the person of contact. I'm responsible. It tells you who is the responsible party. If you go to the doctor's office, <clears throat> if you go to the doctor's office, it says when you're signing in for your child, right, or the child that you are responsible for, it says, who is the responsible party for this person, for this minor, right? Any documentation that you do that is legal, that is dealing with a minor, it says, who is the responsible party for this minor, okay? Because that minor doesn't know everything. I don't care how much they tell you they know. I don't care how much attitude they have with it. I don't care how much sass. Man, call me old school. I'm old school mother, okay? And my kids would tell you and those their friends would tell you, I'm very old school. I'm very old school when it comes to taking responsibility for this village, okay? <laughs> this village. Because my kids didn't ask to be here. Okay, but I brought forth my kids here with their father, and therefore we are responsible for what happens to our kids. And so I'm old school. I'm old school. And I have raised them accordingly to the way I was raised in so in, in such a way. And so many, you know, rules, regulations and and, and things that I was brought up, you know, on. And, and I did the same thing for my kids because it made a difference. You know, I understood. I understand now. I mean, let me let me fix that. Then I didn't get it. I didn't understand why, you know, my parents had us doing the things that they had us doing or, you know, checking in. My father was in law enforcement, so he would have us check in all the time and, he asked certain questions and he was always teaching us certain rules and, you know, where you, the way you act and what you don't act and who you, you know, how to trust people and all these things you just didn't get. But now you get it. You know how my mother and people who are raised in, the gen in my generation will tell you when the sun went down, you, you got your butt back on that block or in that house. Okay. <laughs> you better be within her eyesight. Right. Or. You need to be in the house, right? But you cannot just disappear and nobody know where you are. We lived in the community up to when I was uh, in sixth grade. where It was very tight-knit like that. You know, they could walk around that neighborhood and find you. They will find you. So, you know, have you seen, you know, so-and-so? Yeah, they over there at the park. You know, that people would talk. It was a communication that was going on because they were going to check and make sure, you know, they knew where their kid was, you know, but now, now, you know, there is this lack of concern that bothers me, that bothers me. I remember uh, when I was in high school, this, this girl, you know, I, I don't know if I was complaining. I don't know what I was doing this day about, you know, my, the rules and the regulations of my household, but I remember this girl was saying, because um, she was living a total different life. She was able to do what she wanted, go where she wanted. There was no one checking is pretty much what she was saying. No one was uh, checking in on her to care. And she said, you know, 
how she wished she had someone who cared about where she was. And I mean, you know, people are like, I wouldn't care. I'll, I'll be, you know, no, you know, no, 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 no. That's not true. It's not true. They want someone to care. They want someone to check in on them. They want someone, they might say, you're getting on my nerve, you're nagging me. Why I always got to add, you know, tell you where I'm going? Why I always got to check it? They might say that out their mouth, but they want that. Somebody, because you know that shows them that you care and that you love them. I love you enough to keep you out of trouble. I love you enough to make sure that you're safe. I love you enough to want you to, you know, live a healthy and productive life. You know, that you're not just taken out over something stupid, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Come on, somebody. That stuff happens all the time. And so it is nothing wrong with, you know, checking in and having your child check in with you, showing them that I care about you. I'm not trying to control anything, but I love you and I, and I care about you. And let me tell you, let me tell you for example, um, one of my sons, um, which is, he's older. He's not our teenager anymore. And he, he was so used to me asking questions, a lot of questions before he leaves. One day I didn't, he said, mom, I'm, I'm leaving. I said, okay. And that was in the conversation. I was over it. You know, I felt like, well, I'm, I'm letting him be an adult. And if you want to share, he share. I did, I've done this your whole life. So you kind of know how things go. I'm thinking if you want to divulge information, do it. He didn't, so I let it go. Do you know later on, he told me it bothered him. He said, you have never not asked me where I was going. You know, who I was going with. And he said, I thought you was mad at me. <laughs> no, I wasn't mad, son, not at all. You know, but why didn't you ask me? He said, I even told my friends, my mom must be mad at me. Why didn't you ask me? Well, you're older now. And I figured you would tell me if you wanted, you know, me to know. But, okay. And so from that point on, I continued to do what I always do. Where are you going? You know, who are you going with? And when he's when he come back up. If, if he was gone for long periods of time out when he comes back, well, how was your day? What happened? They want to know that you're involved. You know, not over exceeding the boundaries, but that you care, that you love them. My father used to do that to me every day. Came home from college. Um, when I come home, he would say, what did you learn? You know, how was your, you know, how, did, how, how was things going? He showed a real interest i didn't have to bombard him with a lot of things because he met me with the questions what are you learning what's going on in your day what are you doing you know and i do that now to my own my the oldest who does not live with me every now and then i will check in how is everything going and he does the same for me, you know, just checking on you, you know, and, 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 and this is relationship. This is still accountability. You know, we have accountability to each other. Understand that you have family, even if they're not just your kids, but we were talking about kids, but just your family, those who you care about people that you love, you know? Having this accountability with them. You might let's 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 shift this conversation. You know, the the lengths, the reach of accountability. You might have someone that come across your mind. And just that text or that phone call can save them. Because they might be going through a terrible time. And no one has reached out. No one has cared. And believe me, there's so many people that are that are suffering in silence, right? But you have a connection with somebody. And they come across your mind. 
You might say, I'll, I'll do it later, you know. And you just never get to it. You know, but there should be a moment where you go, they really have been on my mind. Let me check in. Let me just say, thinking about you, hope all is well. It doesn't take much. And they'll go, oh, I've gotten that so many times. Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. Thank you so much. You know how awesome it is? Because I know how it is for me. When someone says to me, I was just thinking about you. And and, and I just want to say, I love you. You know? Or just thinking about you. I hope all is well. How are you doing? And then I think to myself immediately, wow. I was on somebody's mind. You know? And they thought enough about me. To contact me and just out, out the blue, what a beautiful thing that is, right? Because sometimes you can feel so isolated in your situation, in your circumstances, in your problems that you forget, right? You forget that there's somebody out there who cares and that is concerned about what happens to you. So when you have that feeling about anybody, not just your children, right? You should just reach out. Let's, let's, let's show some accountability is what we're talking about today. We have accountability to ourselves to do what is best, to make good decisions, to make healthy decisions. Um, and it's not always easy. Absolutely. You just struggle with what I should do. Is this a good choice? Is this the, is this the better choice? Is this a good path? Is this a better path? Should I accept this job? Should I deny this job? You know, should I walk away from this job? <clears throat> should I stay in this relationship? Should I leave this relationship? Is this relationship healthy for me? Is this, is this relationship sucking the life out of me? I've invested so much time. Or you might say, I haven't known them that much. Maybe I should get out while I can. <laughs> I mean, life is full of decisions, right? But we have an accountability to ourselves. And we have an accountability to those that we are connected to. And, and one of the strongest connections, ladies and gentlemen, one of the strongest connections you will have is to your children, right? To your loved ones, but definitely to your children. You have accountability to your children, period, period. I don't care what nobody tells you. I don't care how many times people with a thousand uh, acronyms uh, behind their name or in front of their name telling you how qualified they are. You are responsible for your child. You give him birth. You help procreate this person walking this earth. You're responsible. You are responsible for their welfare. You're responsible for their, their safety. If your child um, is, is sick right now, if your child is leaning over in pain, as a parent, as a responsible party, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, it looks like you're in pain. Uh, hope that get better. No, you're going you're gonna to react. You're going to respond. Well, right now, our children are crying out in pain. They're hurting. They're, they are hurting. Okay? And I'm hearing a lot of um, people say, you need to give them something to do. Right? You give them resources you give them well let me take that word away i don't hear resources because resources are very effective but what i hear a lot of times is thinking that you know giving them a place to go such as you know after school or community centers will just change the whole dynamic of what's going on with our kid that's not true this is just my, this is just my perspective and my experience talking. You can have a place full of kids with extra with activities, and they still will get into some trouble. Okay, you have to get just we talk about all the time in this podcast. You gotta get to the core of what's going really going on, and and people think well they have nothing to do when they have nothing to do they get into trouble. Well, there's lots of kids who are bored. Who don't just go into get into that type of trouble? We're talking about get arrested, mess up your whole life type of trouble. 
We're talking about carjacking. We're talking about stealing cars, walking into stores, carrying out the merchandise, just bold past the security guard type of trouble. We talk about vandalizing, hit people in their head and shooting them and killing them type of trouble. You don't do that because you're bored. Can we be real for five seconds on here today? You don't go around killing, stealing, and, 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 and uh, you know, doing this type of activity because you're bored. Once again, this is just my perspective. I don't know everything, but it just doesn't make sense to me. As the kids say, if one plus one is two, something ain't adding up, okay? It's deeper than that is what I'm saying. It's bigger than that. It's, it's more to this story. You know, you think that if you give kids uh, a gaming system after school or gaming system on Saturdays to work on, you know, they got that at home. And they got a game system. They on there all day online. They, got, they don't need that. You think that if you just, you know, put them in a room full of activities, it's going to change whatever's going on that got them, you know, doing the activities that they're doing in the street? Nope. 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 It's, it's, it's more than that. And, and let me let me fix something else. People say, well, um, if you give them, you know, jobs, okay, then they'll they'll, you know, change that as well. Well, there are plenty of young people. If you put them in a room right now, do it. Go do it, your own study. Put them all in a room and then ask them, do you want to do this this type of work that would take you, you know, two weeks to get this small amount? Or would you rather go do what you're doing to get some money that you think is quick and fast and in a hurry? And they're going to choose the quick, fast, even, even though it's dangerous, even though it's criminal, even though it is... It is uh, absolutely can cost them their lives and or freedom, right? They still would choose that, right? So what is the real issues is what I'm saying. Let's be realistic. We ain't going to do this forever because I can go on and on and on and talk about this. I promise you I could because I have seen it over and over and over again. And you guys, please don't forget, you know, this was my passion before anything else, I have uh, a degree in criminal justice. I've studied this, you know, over the years. And it's my passion. I love young people with my whole entire heart. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. And I hate to see what I'm seeing. But I know there's something else going on. That's my point. I know there's something bigger than, you know, the things that I've heard. You know, I know it's deeper than that. I know it is something else, you know, the, it, it, it has to be uh, a moment that we really, everybody want to come up with these quick answers, right? Quick answers. And, you know, it's, it's not quick. It's something that you have to take the time, you know, and talk and share and communicate to see what's going on. Now, resources are absolutely great. When I talk about resources, we're talking about um, mental health. We're talking about uh, giving them, you know, information, teaching them, um, imparting into them, showing them something beyond what they see, showing them something beyond what they see, you know. That's important. One thing that I try to do um, with my children on a regular basis is make sure that they had the opportunity to get out of their their current state and you know travel, you know, and 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 go beyond the scope of our community. Is what I'm saying. They had an opportunity to go beyond the scope of our community and they were able to travel a little bit and see, you know, how, you know, our world is, our country is, you know, and just be able to see something beyond that. That's important. You know, it gives them, because um, it's, it's, it's plenty of places that, that we've been and our kids just go, man, I could really live here. 
you know, I really can live here. They was able early in life to see that there's something beyond the scope of our community. And there's more, you know, in life for you. You might want to move to a different state. You might want to, you know, live in different communities or, you know, gain different types of employment, not just this type, not just that type, but think beyond the box. Think beyond the scope of where you are now. There's nothing wrong with that, right? That's how creative juices get to flow. And when you can look beyond where you are and beyond that scope and see bigger, greater, right? And so I think that's important for young people to see the gift that they have to see beyond the scope of their community scope beyond their, even their, the limitations of other schools, you know, you know, our, with, with my kids, I'm always, you know, I was always trying to show them, you know, that you, you learn and you get what you need from where you are. And then you grow, you know, you grow, and you just don't stay there where you are, though. Don't stay. Grow. So sometimes people say, well, you know, the, the resources at their school. We're going to end this soon, this conversation. But they will say maybe the resources at their school is not the best, right? But you take what you have and you add to it. You grow. You grow. You're not limited to where you are. You limit yourself to where you are, but you're not limited. You can go anywhere and be anything that you want to be, period. It's, it sounds, you know, corny, but it's a fact. The only thing that holds you up or stops you is you. My biggest enemy is me. I mess up me a lot more than anything else or anybody else. Trust me. I could be my worst enemy. You know, I'm the one who limits me a lot more than anybody or anything else. Me. With my mouth, with my attitude, with my words. I can do that. And so, you know, to understand that our words are powerful, our thinking is powerful, you know, and a lot of, a lot of young people, unfortunately, just don't care. They have this mentality of, I just don't care. You know, if I die tomorrow, so be it. I was, it was meant to be. I've heard that a couple of times. It just shocked me because, you know, we're, we are trying to live. And we're trying to live the best life that we can live. Do the best while we are here. And you hear so many, not all, but so many young people who would say, you know, if I die, it's just meant to be. I wasn't meant to live a long life, you know. And they're okay with it. And they live according to that type of thinking. They live according to that type of thinking. Their actions coincide with that type of thinking. I don't care. So how do you get someone who don't care to care? How do we change that narrative for them? That's the question. How can we get them to care about themselves? You and Listen, if a person don't care about themselves, how are they going to care about anybody else or anything else? They don't even care if they leave this world. They don't care if they go to jail. They don't care if they, you know, record get, you know, damaged by their actions of their youth. They don't care if they don't gain full-time employment because of such things. They don't care now. Later on, we know life will show you. You should have cared, right? But as of this moment, some of them will say, I don't care. I don't care. I hear that a lot. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. How do you get them to care? How do you get them to understand that these consequences mean a lot? How do you get them to, you know, see a bigger picture outside of the scope of their current vision? So, listen, we're going to continue this conversation another, another time. I don't want to keep you forever about this, but I do want you to think about 
the young people that you have in your life, the, the people that you are responsible for, the people that you know, you know, that are minors, that you have some type of influence or connection with, you know, talk to them. Talk to them. See what's going on. See where, what they're thinking, what's going on in their life. You'd be surprised some of the stuff that young people would tell you, you know, especially the dark, the dark stuff that they're dealing with, the pain, the hurt, the struggle, the depression, anxiety. They are dealing with some dark stuff. And we see as a society the fruit of that dark stuff. It comes, it comes out, right, in different ways. And we'll see that. And that's what we're experiencing now. This anger, because they are, some people are just, young people are just angry. They're angry. So what is making you angry? What are you angry about? And and they'll say, oh, just life. What about life that's making you so angry? Why are you so depressed? What's making you so depressed? Life. What about life that's making you so depressed? You know, we need to find out what's really going on. What's really going on? And let's have some accountability. Let's 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 start dealing with what they're going home to. That's the fact. Sorry, it's just the fact. Let's see what they're going home to. Let's see what's going on in those households. Let's start checking them out and seeing what's happening behind those closed doors. Who is monitoring? Who is watching? Who is checking in? Who is you know the responsible party? Let's let's start holding parents and those who have parental control over these minors and our minors and hold them. I'm not going to say these because they are our minors, our babies, our children. And let's see who is dropping the ball and who, you know, is not following through with what they decided they was going to do, you know. Who was dropping the ball? I don't blame, you know, the the young people. They do have accountability for what they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if there's no consequences, there will be continual actions that we've seen. So there has to be some form of accountability. But let's go to the responsible parties. So let's talk about that, you know. Let's deal with the responsible parties and, and hold them accountable. Because if they're held accountable, oh, trust me, they're going to start caring about what's going on with their minors. They're going to start caring when they have to deal with and when they have to be uncomfortable, okay? When they have to be shaken up, then they are going to care. But we want to make sure that our young people live and they have a future, that they have a life that is worth living, a healthy life. And we need to protect them and protect them by holding those responsible, those who made a decision to have these minors, these babies, you know, hold them responsible for their lack of parenting, their lack of um supervision supervision let's let's hold them accountable that's all i have to say about this today you guys this is not normally what we talk about but i could not 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 um ignore what's been going on in our world today especially here in, in the united states i couldn't ignore that it's just it's been too much and you know it's gonna get, it's gonna get warmer um, outside. And for those who are in the Midwest, we you know been having a little chills. But you see that once that weather broke and it was a little warm, we start seeing all this crazy activity. So it doesn't get better. It will be it will get worse if we don't deal with it properly. And I'm praying. My prayer today is that we you know, can deal with it the proper way, you know, the right way, and not just keep throwing Band-Aids on open wounds, on gunshot wounds. You're literally throwing a Band-Aid on it. And you haven't done anything to clean it, to get the bullet out, to sew it up. You've done nothing but just throw a Band-Aid on it. And you're wondering, what, why is it bleeding out, okay? You, we, we have to take care of it the right way. 
And my prayer is that we do. God bless you guys. Please remember to pray for our young people. Pray for those who, you know, are responsible for our young people and our youth of today. This is not at all a bashing our youth uh, podcast because it's not about that. It's about getting solutions, finding a way. They don't see it. They might not see it, a lot of them. You know, the consequences of these actions and what that does. But we do as adults. We've lived long enough to see what happens when when this, you know, type of behavior continues. We've seen it. Like my grandmother used to say, there's nothing new under the sun. So we've seen this behavior and what can happen. And so that's why it's very serious for us to deal with this as a community and begin to take the leadership that we're supposed to take as parents and as those who are responsible for minors um, and those who are connected to minors in any type of way. You know, if you have nieces, nephews, talk to them, find out what's going on. If you have little cousins, you know, if you have godchildren, talk to them. If you are in any type of, you know, leadership role, with children on on your job or um, in your churches and ministries and community uh, activity programs, and you and that's what you do is have communication with young people, talk to them, find out the truth, find out what was going on, and how can we better help to serve them. God bless you guys. Have a outstanding day. It's been my honor and pleasure to be able to come and share some tips and some tools with you to assist you in becoming a better you. And today, our tips and tools today was about accountability. I hope you were blessed. I know I was to get this off my chest. I rhymed and even tried, you guys. But uh, I was definitely uh, blessed to be able to get it off my chest. And I'm so grateful that you were here for it and that you have enjoyed this podcast. Please remember to support Renew My Revolution podcast by clicking the buttons and clicking to support this podcast. Also, you can purchase the books renewing um, from this podcast, which is Faith Versus Fear and Breaking Family Ties on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. God bless you guys. Have an outstanding day. Remember, I love you, but God loves you more. God bless.